Welcome to the Super Salty Podcast. Uh, my name is Max Wallace. I'm here with my guest. Nilesh Dorari. That's our new theme song. Welcome to the podcast. Wow, that was pretty impromptu and good. Thing is, I hit Thank record. You. I put this away. I hit record quite early, so there was quite a big segment of just awkward mumbling and shifting around. And I'm not going to edit it down. I I fucking refuse. <laughs> I was going to say editors exist. What are you talking about? If anything, it's it, not even a it builds up to that. What may be the best intro we've ever had on the show in all okay. twelve episodes of somewhat you know, weekly content. I'm going to say that that could have been better because I forgot that I had left it on a clean tone. I thought that was going to have like a rock and roll kind of sound. And it was just, no, just just a funk guitar, clean sound. You know what? There'll be more time. episodes where you can give us your sick little jams. Thank you. And I'll play that. Well, I mean, it's going to be the same thing because that's the theme song. So I have to play it exactly like I did just then. Wow. What a hero. You've been playing yeah. a game, Max. Yeah, I have. Uh, my friend John uh, on YouTube, he's Graphics Gramp, G-R-A-F-X, G-R-A-M-P. Check him out. He's great. He reviews games. He let me borrow God of War on the PS4. Uh, now that I have a PS4 Pro, and I can sort of run these things at 60 frames per second or so, which, my God, um, I don't, I'm not like a AAA game guy, usually. I'm really not. Like My favorite kind of thing is... is I like indie roguelikes. I like Risk of Rain. I like The Binding of Isaac. I like the Crypt of the Necrodancer. I love that shit. That's like what I spent a lot of my hours in. But this is like, this is like completely grabbing my attention. It's nuts. I've I've played God of War games before. I played mostly through God of War three. Um, I guess it was a remaster on the PS4. I don't think it was a port. It looked pretty good. I want to say it's a remaster. That was fun, but it's different. It's a completely different kind of game. Um, God of War 3, you're like, there's these, like, you know, single camera angle, you know, sections of levels where the camera is here and you're walking around and interacting with things and pulling this and turning it around and plug it into here and move on to the next area. But this, this feels like, I mean, it's like Skyrim or like, you know, uh, Hellblade is, I think, the, what it looks like the most to me if you all played Hellblade. Uh, you, I don't. I think I talked to you about this. You haven't played Hellblade, but you absolutely should. I haven't played Hellblade, but I have. I have also played Gears go. of War. Sorry, God I of War. So I have also played oh, Gears yeah. of War, which is in the back yeah. of my mind. But I, I've played God of War, and I, I always say that like, my favorite game is Spider Man PS4, but the best game. Oh, yeah, I gotta play that one. The best that game ever pro. created is possibly Gears of War. So when the when the aliens come down and they're like. Show us your game. <laughs> Even though my favorite is Spider-Man PS4, I will give them Gears of War. Sorry, God of War. I will not give them Gears of War. God help us. <laughs> They'll get the wrong message. You said Gears of War before. I'm like, wait, which one is he talking about? I'm sure he'll clear it up in the next beat of the conversation. And then I fucked it up again. <laughs> you better fucking edit, dude. I won't do it. Yeah. I refuse. The best game is God of War. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it's fucking, it's great, isn't it? It's, like, it's insane. The colors good. in some areas, the distinct, you know, the areas are so distinct from each other. They have these enemies that just fit and they naturally sort of evolve. Oh, this guy's a little faster now. Oh, they can, the ones that stand in the back and throw fireballs. Okay, well, you know, 
I better use this dodge that the developers have given me. I better use that more. And suddenly you've sort of like you it just eases you in naturally without a ton of like, you know, prodding and, and babying. They just you just are suddenly really good at the game and you don't even notice it happening to you. It's like it's like Super Meat Boy. If you've um you know, if you've like spent some time in that. It feels impossible at the beginning and suddenly you've beaten the game. It's like how did I get here at all? How did I do this? I never beat Super Meat Boy, but I do love it. It's not easy, but you can do it. It's unbelievably like you can do it. The 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 difficulty is like pretty even. If you just like keep beating things, the next level will be a little hard, but you can get it after like a half hour and you just get to the next one and you're at the end. It's awesome. I think you can't really talk about God of War without mentioning the Leviathan axe and how oh, fun that's it my is favorite thing ever. to use the Leviathan oh, axe. Oh my god. It's it's, you you can throw an axe and recall it to your hand. It's the best mechanic of all time. It's so fun. You can like the amount of ways that you can take down an enemy is just it's it has like exploded in possibilities. I think because of this axe. There are times where like my health is low. I'm just gonna stand back and heavy throw this axe. So you can throw the axe in two different ways. By the way, you can do a heavy throw with R two, which the axe sort of spins vertically and sticks into the target usually, uh, or you can fast throw with R1 and um, throw the axe horizontally kind of bounces off the target, does damage but it connects quicker, so if you got like a enemy that's kind of doing this kind of shit, you know, kind of kind of agile, kind of kind of over here then you, you are one that bad boy so you can do whatever you want in God of War with an axe, it's great recalling it is fun, you can damage people on the way back from the recall, as you level up and spend XP you can change what these things that you're already doing do. Like, well, okay, if you throw the axe and recall it now that you got the skill, suddenly there's an explosion the next time you throw it and hit something. It's like, this is awesome. Like, just when you feel like you're kind of getting tired of, you know, the mechanics and how the how it co- feels to control Kratos in your hand, suddenly it's like you get something that makes it different, and it's, like, fun again. The pacing is perfect for that. It's so good. It is a little bit um, Last of Us-y because um, the aspect of fatherhood is in the game. Um, There is a... On the PlayStation channel, they did a game dev documentary of God of War and went to the studio and filmed this entire thing and cut it together and put it up on the PlayStation YouTube channel. It is very much like the channel Noclip. Noclip is a channel that does documentaries on games and uh game development but I've this, seen is play- this is on the playstation channel i'm good. just like yeah, it's yeah. almost like they copied the idea but yeah. you know you New could clip good. i saw the rocket league documentary it like is awesome in this in this um documentary for the development of god of war it's pretty large and emotional and it it's very surprising that this has gone on the official PlayStation channel because it's very apparent that like a lot of the employees suffered a lot from being overworked and not seeing their families. And there is a point where someone has asked like, what have they sacrificed to make this game? And they like started like welling up and crying. So this is very much a game that is like blood, sweat and tears. And I think you, you can see that and the efforts have not gone to waste at all. But at the same time, I I do feel bad that I love this game 
and I regard it as like one of the best games ever created. But at the same time, a lot of people suffered to make it happen. Yeah, this is true, and you, it shows the amount of detail, the amount of things. The the I don't know the 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 way my one of my favorite things about the whole game is just how the map is, how everything's laid out, how far things away from, are from each other. I find myself like not even really thinking about where I'm going, and I'm like getting there, okay. Or if I don't, I find some secret, and I'm glad I went that way anyway. Like, I I love an adventure game that rewards you for exploring. This is absolutely getting your secrets. Yeah, this is it is it is like the best I've seen a game do at that. Mm -hmm. Like probably ever. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like there are I love it so much. There are the world even though you've been there before, uh, they find clever ways to expand those areas so that you can see new things. As well as, there is, I remember that you can, if just by exploration, just exploring on your own will, and the game is not telling you to go places, like you open a door and you just find your way into a room, you can find like other bosses and other areas and like entire entire content that just is placed there just in case a player comes over here realizes that there's a doorway here and like the game isn't leading you down there but they're rewarding the fact that you have explored definitely yeah it's great and it's also um now that you mentioned you know those little extra bosses and things it's one of the um one of the games where i'm most excited to see like an extra boss to fight like in, in in like Souls games, I get kind of stressed out when I'm like, oh fuck, uh, mini boss, it's gonna be impossible. Yeah, and I'm gonna die and like come back and on one of those loops, I'm not gonna get my souls. I'm gonna like fucking lose everything trying to get past this thing. But I don't know for some reason in God of War, it's just so like, I'm so fucking pumped when I see like a weird ogre holding a huge stone. I'm like, let's go, let's do it, let's do it. I think they're the, just. I think know, they're yeah. the trolls. I think. And they're like yeah. they have like mm-hmm. elemental powers. So like the first one you fight, I think, is um, ice based or fire. I can't remember. But like over the game, you find these different trolls. And what you find mm-hmm. out, which is really interesting, through just like the the lore of just reading things and what you're told and snippets of information, is that their race were the dominant race, and they have been like subject to mass genocide. Just these giant behemoth trolls which so it's like clever that they like put things like this into it and you know giz uh, sorry god of war um isn't (laughs) isn't a uh, norse mythology sort of thing he's uh he's a greek deity effectively and his history is how violent his past is and i think he he found his way into this norse mythological world and it's like turning a new leaf having a, a a a wife i think i think he's they're married i'm not sure and having a son and trying to teach his son uh how to not be like him is the truth yeah it's a, yeah it's a, the the father son dynamic i i care i care about it more than i thought i would like for sure like without even trying i'm invested in this story like i'm there's there's a moment i think i th- i believe it's when and this is in like the E3 presentation so this isn't too bad of a spoiler but it's like in the beginning when um, Atreus shoots who is his son Atreus is his son shoots a deer and 
the deer is like still on the ground, like breathing, and Kratos is like, finish what you've done or finish what you've started, you know, put the thing out of its misery, basically. And you're like, oh, I can't do it. Uh, and he like helps him stab the thing's throat with a knife. And it's like this really tense, not tense, but like, it's just such a, such a coming of age, sad kind of thing. And he's like, you know, it's a powerful moment. Clearly, he's clearly like, you know, conflicted about it. He doesn't feel good about it. And Kratos like goes to put his arm around him and like backs off and just, it's like, you can see him like trying to care, but he's, but he's Kratos. But he doesn't know so, how is the, is the truth. Yeah. Like, so it's like, and that's the beginning of the game. This is just the start. So their relationship and the things he does and the things the boy learns and how Kratos reacts and, you know, do I tell this boy this thing about himself that he doesn't really know yet? When should I do that? Other people in the game are telling him that, telling Kratos that, like, you, you need to tell that boy what's up about himself. Yeah, yeah, before, like, he, he's, he's aware. Before he resents you. you yeah. To, you know. But at the same time... Kratos just kind of doesn't want to because he wants to protect him from the craziness of, of the life that he lived, so... Exactly. That's it's nuts. That's I love exactly that, that relationship. I was just watching it. The, the listeners and viewers are going to hear me like typing and clicking. It's because I was just checking yeah. out the price okay. of the game. Obviously, it's a it's an older game. Uh, it's, it's forty, been, isn't it? Uh, well, you can pick up uh, a copy on disc uh, from Amazon for thirty pounds, which is you Ooh. know it's pretty cheap. It's it, it's very. Yeah, good that's about how much is. It's forty bucks in US. That's about yeah, right. Yeah. So like, one point five. Yeah. I would definitely treat yourself to that. Oh yeah, Absolutely. no brainer. It's it it is. If this game came out and it was seventy dollars, but I knew how good it was, I would have just got it. It's still, but like forty dollars is a steal. Just get it. I, I bought it when it came out. I bought it when it came out, and I was like, "This is the I should have. best I should thing." Have. Like it's one of those games that looks so good that people who don't play games just find entertainment in just watching people play it. You know, like uh, I I, th- I think it's better than. Uncharted, uh, to some degree. Yeah, yeah, I think it's better than Uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted's actually. awesome. I think three was the best Uncharted game. Four was four was okay. And it's better. God than, of War is like peaking right now. <laughs> it's better than um, The Last of Us. Only. Yeah, it's better than The Last of Us. Yeah, I'm just thinking I, about the well, PS4 I don't know. Exclusives. I can't really compare Uncharted and Last of Us. They're pretty different. I loved The Last of Us. I loved it. It was my first PS3 game. Which was like not a good place to start because like every other PS3 game is not as good. But uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's the problem. You you buy yeah, I started you, real. You strong. buy a console. It's just what came with like I bought a um, PS3 Slim mm-hmm. with that like that game came with it, so I had that. Yeah, it, you buy a console to play this one like killer app or incredible game, and then when you when you finished it, there are very few other games like that. So I remember I played Uncharted three. Yeah, I did mm. on PS3, and it was so good that I then played Uncharted two and one, but they're not as good. And then I think Uncharted four is on par with it for me, because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I, I I just I love this action adventure, like this pure action adventure, you know. Mm-hmm. But of the PS4 yeah. exclusives, I think God of War probably takes the cake. Because it yeah, usually sure. it takes yeah. the cake in most in most circumstances. I'm struggling to think of a game that is like better. Is the truth? I have one that there's a, there is a PS4 exclusive that like I hold maybe equal 
to God of War in, mm-hmm. in regard, I think. And that's Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I love that game so fucking much, dude. Hmm. It's like, that game is like almost perfect to me. I don't know if you've got into that game, but holy fuck, I love it so much. I have, I have played this game. I played it a lot. I haven't finished it, but I would probably Ooh. say that if when you play such m- a good ending, when you play more of God of War, you probably, yeah. you probably, God of War sure. probably have the edge on Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Although Horizon Zero yeah. Dawn is a remarkable game. Fun fact: the studio it's that made. It's a bit made, older too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, the studio that made Horizon Zero Dawn made it some, with something called the Decima a- engine so they created their mm-hmm. own engine called the Decima engine and when Kojima uh, left Konami and didn't know what to do he actually visited their studio and the the um, I can't remember who but someone high up in the studio basically greeted Kojima and gave him a memory stick with the Decima engine so yeah Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding are made using the same engine, but I think oh, I didn't know that Death Stranding probably has a lot of added on stuff for like weird effects and things. I it's one of my favorite things about Horizon Zero Dawn is how it feels to be Aloy and like how smooth it runs. I played this all the way through on a regular PS4, like not PS4 Pro, and it was still ran so well for how good it looked. I love that game so much. Like I could I could talk for a million years about Horizon Zero Dawn. So hey, you know how every other adventure game with a big map has like little towers you climb and you fucking do the thing and you can see everywhere like in a Far Cry game? Well, well in Horizon Zero Dawn, it's a giant mechanical giraffe. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything's... Uh, it's awesome. It's all robot dinosaurs is effectively the it's game. It's genius. Yeah. It's such a cool idea. It's like, I mean, you can't help but imagine the world that you live in having a similar premise, the premise of Horizon Zero Dawn for the uninitiated... uninitiated is that, you know, for some reason, most of humanity was wiped out, and the memory and in all history and all recordings of everything, pre- I mean, pretty much are gone, and so humans are just tribal. And this is in the future, Pat. You know, of now, future of now, and they don't know what the fuck. Why are there these mechanical animals around? What? Why are they here? What were humans before us like? It's just you just start there they don't even question it because they're not aware of anything else like when you see a dog you're like where did that dog come from what is the evolution of this dog you just accept that there are dogs just like they accept there are robot dinosaurs in their world yeah most of the people in um i guess in the beginning of the game at least or well in the game at all they're they're religious they have like these you know they make up their own well i didn't make them up they believe them but <laughs> that's what religion is but uh you know, they have their own sort of theories on, on why the world is the way they are and where the animals came from and stuff. Spoiler alert, not really, but you you find out in the story what happened to humanity. Obviously, you're going to, if that's the premise. But there is... It's awesome. I remember... This is bad. I haven't played this game forever, but I just... In, in forever, but I just remember that, like, the difficulty curve, there is just such a sudden spike in the middle where you basically visit, like... Uh, uh, a village or some somewhere that is basically just a corridor and the only way you enter it is just through the center of it and then when you're alerted it's just like hellfire on you from every direction without anywhere to cover because there are some there are some that fly if i recall correctly there are some enemies that fly yeah yeah Yeah. and then you can't see there's like eagle type you know you're seeing them off screen and you're getting hit and you have no idea where you're getting hit from and you've got people to deal with in front of you and some areas require 
um, yeah, just spatial awareness. It's it's kind of tricky. Um, you you get like little you know exclamation marks, like a little off-screen arrows to show you like, hey, there's something behind you to your right that's about to attack you. Like, better dive hmm. forward or forward right. You can kind of like get the hang of things. Um, like, I don't know. I think the stealth systems goes is pretty well. There, um, it works pretty well. There's like yellow exclamation marks above people's heads when they're sort of suspicious, think someone's around. And, uh, and it sort of fills up red where fully red means I see you right now and I'm shooting at you right now. I kind of like the stealth system. You can kind of like, okay, these people on the left are kind of starting to see me and these people on the right don't, so I'll move to the right. And you sort of, you know, you can duck in the grass. You can duck behind things. You move really well. Ducked, by the way. Most games, you're just so slow when you're ducking, but it's... It just slows your walk speed a little bit. You really are a Horizon Zero Dawn aficionado. I spent a lot of time on it. Um, not as much as a lot of people. Like my friend John that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Graphics Gramp, platinumed that fucking game. That's crazy. I know that That's there is insane. a there is a um like a suit that you can unlock by getting like seven or something things, and then once you put them in, you unlock this suit that I think has stealth mode. So you can be invisible. Um, let's just segue into Death Stranding because this week yeah. they, because it's made on the same engine. This week they did. I don't know where he was. I think he was in Japan, but Kojima showed off a whole load of gameplay of Death Stranding, and I don't speak Japanese. And most of the Western, most Western civilization doesn't. So we were all just a watching. A certain type it. of us does. Okay, the weeaboos, <laughs> but a lot of people would just try to figure out what the fuck's happening. And it, I just remember seeing comments that all these years of seeing anime have finally prepared me for this moment <laughs> of trying to figure out what's happening in sure. this game. Like, sure. even in English, the shit that happens is ambiguous. <laughs> and now it's yeah. in a language we don't speak. But not it everything looks, translates. It looks we have different ideas of insane. things. Insane. It just looks insane. It's the truth. I can't wait to get my hands on it and walk around endless fields and use a ladder occasionally. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can I get this? That's gears? A, I think that's one thing that Last of Us could have improved on is the amount of the things that you can use. It's always like the same ladder, like the same board. Like when you need to get across something. You can yeah. just like immediately see it. It's like in Last of Us. I'm going to get the same exact board again that I did in the other two buildings and put it across again. Yeah. There are some things that are just... They could have they switched it up. There's one thing that Stupid I hope though. they do build on is that the the multiplayer for it was actually quite fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, Naughty hope... Dog does good multiplayer. People won't know that. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 4 multiplayer, legitimately fun. Can I say there was, also, there was also another Uncharted game that they came up with. What was it called? It was, was it like the PSP one or PS Vita one no, or something no, like that? No, no, for PS4. Right? It was um, Uncharted... I don't know. Lost Legacy. Do you not know about this? Uncharted Lost Legacy. I don't think so. What was it on originally? No, it's on PS4. Really? It, it, it's a sequel. It's just a, a, a smaller sequel. Oh. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Legacy. And the characters are... Um, I know one's Chloe... Chloe Fraser oh, and Nadine Ross and I, I played that. Yeah, I guess I didn't know. Oh. I played that. You should, you should get that. It's pretty fun. But they investigate... I think they changed Chloe so that her far, she's half Indian. Right? Because in the old games she is not. But in this 
she is like she does look half Indian enough and they open up the game and she's in India and she's doing research based on her father's research and you you know how like Uncharted is usually like go to different cultures and like uh visit historical artifacts are based on like a religion like they've done they just ha- I can't think of what they've done but like here it's about Hinduism so I was like this is dope because you see like there's a whole section where like th- you have to traverse a room while statues of Hindu gods uh, every other time are stabbing into a space that you could stand or not stand. So that was cool and beautiful and you end yeah. up in like uh, tropical jungles and fighting. Yeah, it's just it's just cool. So it's a much smaller story. I think it's probably significantly cheaper now. If you like Uncharted, you'll like this. And it does show that they can continue this franchise sort of without Nathan Drake if they really wanted to. Does it have a similar or the same engine as 4? Yeah. Is that kind of how... I'm pretty sure it's identical. And his brother's in it. His brother and these two girls, Chloe Fraser and Nadine Ross. But Chloe Fraser and Nadine Ross are the leads of the show. Uh, Chloe Fraser was like a friend of Nathan Drake. And Nadine Mm -hmm. Ross is like a antagonist, sort of, of him. Sure. So, like, they don't... They butt heads a lot, but at the same time, they're teaming up together to defeat a bigger evil. That makes sense. Okay. I'm in. I'm digging this. I'm experimenting with putting a... Filling up my second monitor with a solid color and seeing what it does to my face, by the way. Audio listeners are very much, (laughs) like, okay with this. (laughs) Solid. Green. 1080p. Give it to me, Google. I'm about to be a reptile for y'all audio listeners. Can I get this Gears of War talk out of me now? So oh, I can go stop for saying it, Gears. Boy. Go for it. Oh, I like the green. I'm, oh, I'm sticking. Let's stick with the green. Okay, you stick with you stick with the green. Um, I'm a reptile, and I want to know about your Gears of War. He has two sets of eyelids, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, both of us played the Gears of War Five introduction, which is. A tutorial that is draining on the soul is so bare bones. It's like <laughs> the first thing that it tells you to do is look up, and the reason it's telling you to do that is to figure out if you like your y-axis inverted. But it lags for a second whilst it figures it out, so I end up like moving the mouse really fast up just to try and get it to wake Was, up. Wasn't it weird? Wasn't it weird that it in 2019 there the default is to have it inverted? Yes, that's not. Okay. That's weird. That's not. Okay. That's weird. That was the default. They were like, it's pressing down makes you go up by default. I'm like, people, I don't think people do that anymore. Yeah, but I know, I don't think they do, do they? That's you'd be surprised. Uh, Quite a lot of people, quite a lot of people do play inverted, is what I've learned. Even some of our listeners, some of our listeners say that they, um, they, they learn an FPS game inverted and now they struggle with games that don't give that option. I like, um, I like inverted controls if I'm flying a jet. That's it. If it's like anything, like maybe a helicopter, like flying things. That's it. I'm honest to God. Like I, I try for, for like Everspace. I try it and then I hate it and then I switch and then I can't get the whole, the hang of normal stuff because I've been playing it the wrong way. So I remember <laughs> the first time that I really realized I have a problem with this was um, Batman Arkham Origins, I think. 
or Arkham it was an Arkham game where his batarang yeah. when you when you throw his batarang it 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 moves like a like a plane so the y axis yeah. is inverted but like there's one puzzle that is just insane to use to to do and i couldn't figure out after a long time i'm just fucking moving the stick and i'm going in and out of whether or not i'm y axis is in the head or not and Yep, that just became impossible. So, you know, you and two friends just try and complete this one Batarang challenge for two hours straight. It drove us insane. So, yeah, things that involve the Y-axis not being normal, I just tend to keep away from it now. Yep. What were we By talking the way, about? And you mentioned the Arkham games. Uh, this month, September, uh, PlayStation Plus has Arkham Knight free. And I have it downloaded, and I haven't played it. Should I spend time on this game? Yeah, fun? yeah, you should. But I remember you now, it was extremely buggy and not great when it released. But it's been a long time, so that might not be a thing anymore. It's pretty good. It's pretty good as the truth. And there's cool. like rumors I saw that like they might make another one, even though it does finish pretty pretty definitively. But they could make another okay. one. Is the truth? I don't. I think they sort of hit the wall with that. Is the truth? Like. They yeah. even Arkham Origins was like near perfect, you know. And the the appeal of Arkham Origins is that it's sort of like Zelda like, where you're like areas, really tight areas and corridor. Am I thinking Zelda? I'm not sure, but like it's yeah. corridor. It's a corridor based. It's corridors and rooms, so you're inside a building, and yeah. you operate inside of what the building has, like walls and like ledges and stuff. But when you take mm-hmm. it open world. Um, you lose some of that magic, you know, sure. and it's it's still fun. Although the big thing with Arkham Knight was that you got to drive the Batmobile, which turns into a tank, and they hit this home so hard. But I know you you look excited, but you do it too much. Is the truth? You do it too much. Sure, yeah. I play a little bit of Arkham City. It was cool, but I got I got bored after a little while. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It just didn't hook me. It wasn't bad. It just didn't hook me. I, I maybe played like seven hours of it. I put less in the game, so that's like a compliment in its own way. I could, I, could, I bet if I went back to Arkham City, I, I would be, it would be fun, and be fine. But I just, you know, it's like I play it, I go to bed the next day. Do I want to play Arkham City right now? Not really. Not right now. And this then is- it just not right now. It became never again. This is how I know they've made too many of the games because I can't differentiate. I can't differentiate between them. I can differentiate between the Fast and Furious movies, but I can't differentiate between the Arkham titles. I just know that yeah. Arkham Asylum. I know takes- Asylum was the fighting game, yeah. and then City was after that. It was like I want to say their first open world. I think something like that. Night is newer than that. Night is like a couple years ago. I think. But they also made Arkham Origins. I, I don't remember. know what that is. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Arkham Origins is a pe- prequel. <laughs> so it, it, it when take- did it come out? Like in term, like in the chronology of the games. Oh, it, like it it takes place before Arkham Asylum, I think. But like uh, in terms of real life, when it came out, how new is it? Um, I don't know. I think it came out. Hold on. I'm clicking the Wikipedia. I, I guess what it. I'm asking is, it, is it newer or older than City? I think it's newer than City. Hold on. Arkham Asylum, like then Arkham City, then Arkham City Lockdown, Arkham Origins. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's newer than Arkham City. 
and then okay. and then Arkham Knight came out. Yeah. Fun. Alright. Thing is like I played it and I, I just stopped playing it because I was like this one they didn't need to make this one. <laughs> I just I just stopped playing it because I was like they didn't need to make this one. This one doesn't it doesn't work. There's no there's no sense here. There's no sense to be made here. They just made this one and it seems to be a buffer for the next one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I we were talking about Gears of War, but the truth is well we talked about it about as much as as much time as we spent in it. <laughs> yeah, I just I know that they're trying they're trying to bring it to a more mainstream audience because they have quite a lot of stuff in there like you can play as I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I didn't realize they were still making Gears games. I remember one and two on like the Xbox or whatever and like that's it. I forgot I forgot about the series. Wow. <laughs> so I feel like I would have played it. If nah. I knew they like kept kept making Gears of Gears of War three was was the shit. Gears of War three was the shit, and Gears of War four is this like uncertain turning point, and now Gears of War five seems to be it's like stride. They're like yeah, we're really doing this, and we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be good. And cool. obviously they're gonna make a sixth one, um, but like in the first one, sorry, in four you play as JD, which is Marcus Marcus Phoenix's son. But like mm-hmm. they're like a bit candid about it in the story, and they keep referring to like someone that they could ask for help, and then looking at JD and being like, "Why don't you? Why don't you do this?" And he's like, "I'm not sure about this." And I'm like, "It's obviously your dad." <laughs> like, let's let's not fuck around here. Like the trailer, the promotional material showed that you are his son. But like, um, well, then in the next one, you know, I fin- I only finished four like a couple weeks ago. Like I, I said, like I had to look up. I know you're doing something with the camera, but no one can see it. No, I'm just switching through tabs that are different colors. It's fine. Okay, now they saw it. Listen, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to remember what little information I have about Gears of War rolling around in my head because it it is fun this cover shooter mechanic, and I know that they want to bring it back in a big way, but I don't think like the mainstream people who are playing Fortnite. Are gonna stop for a moment and play Gears of War. Like this is probably maybe not definitely very suited to these people like you and me who enjoy a decent campaign. Because I think this yeah. is a decent campaign, and they're pretty confident in it. It's the truth because they've got all these modes where you could like create maps. Uh, they have multiplayer, other things. You can unlock skins for the Terminator and Sarah Connor. You could play what? as um, you can play as. Oh, who plays Drax? Who's the actor that plays Drax? Batiste. Dave Batista. Yeah, Dave Batista. Do you remember I was saying that he'd love it if he he was cast as Marcus Phoenix in a Gears of War movie? And, like, obviously the series saw this and they like him, so they just put him in the game. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so that's cool. Good. Uh, I gotta gotta get that. Gotta unlock that shit. But in... in I'm, uh, I'm glad they still have campaigns. It's, you know, the idea of campaigns being... Uh, not as popular in games anymore. It kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Wasn't there a Call of Duty game that's only multiplayer? And that's it? No, no, no. There was one that was a prequel, which is Gizable Judgment. But I don't think they ever came out with a solo multiplayer. Like, I mean Call of Duty. Oh, a Call, a Call of Duty. Yes, it was... Um, Which is like, that's crazy to me, a Call of Duty without a story. Like, what? It was the last, It was the Battle Royale one. I can't remember what it's called. Black something. Call of oh, Duty yeah. Black something. Black Ops 4, maybe? I don't know. 
I the only I played three Call of Duty. No, I'm sorry, four Call of Duty games ever, and that's actually not very many considering how many have come out. Call of Duty Two on PC a long time ago, uh, just for the multiplayer actually, because I just like the it was novel back then to play online with people. It was blackout. You know, that wasn't happening with consoles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they, the Call of Duty Black yeah. and I did, I played it because I was interested in it because they said that it had a it had a battle royale mode where you didn't have to build. So I played it and it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty decent. Thing is, like I got over it. It's the truth. Like I just okay, sure. I get it. Like it's fun. It was fun though, and people who don't usually play first person shooters found fun in this, and mm-hmm. like it was like putting barbed wire behind a door. It's just fun. It's funny for when someone tries yeah. to come and get you, and you just they're just murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, like nice. I let my mm-hmm. next door neighbor play, and he didn't have the um the the key binds down. So when I told him to put a barbed wire down, he put down a grenade that turns into many grenades and then explodes. And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to tell him to go for the window and jump, but I knew he wouldn't make it, so I just didn't say anything. So that was pretty That's funny. such a Borderlands kind of thing. By the way, Borderlands 3, you gonna gonna check that out? I think I might. I think you should. I've never really been super into them, which is a shame. Sure. It's just that yeah. when when the first one came, came out, really I wasn't fun. at a time when I could play it, and then the second one came out, and I was like, these are cool, didn't play it still. Now the third one's here. It's the same with like other games like Mad Max mm-hmm. and Rage and... I just there's just know, certain games I just haven't yeah. played. It's the truth. I forget too that uh, in between two and three there was Borderlands the pre sequel, a whole ass entirely its own game. I like haven't touched that actually. I don't know why. I have no I have no excuse. I think they need to stop pl- making I heard it was okay. prequels. I think ga- yeah. games should. It was just... the pre sequel. What does that mean? I, maybe it means it's in between one and two. Pre sequel. Yeah, I remember. I remember the pre sequel. It's like you're on space and shit. I think I, it's the one I didn't play. I know but very I'm little. Sure you're on space. You're I know on very space. little about Borderlands apart from that. It's they have a lot of fun with it. The devs have a lot of fun with it. Um, They're cool. Um, you would like if you like um, like leveling up and replacing your weapons with better ones, and then trying and then fighting a demon or a or a something you fought before, but then they die faster and you get that dopamine rush. If you like that shit, you'll like Borderlands. Like that's what it's about. Like oh, I've been. I've been shooting these fucking idiots that come attack me all the time, and it takes me like a minute to take them down. And then you beat this boss in the chest, you get this new sniper rifle, and then you use it. And it's like, oh my god, I'm one-shotting these things. I feel so fucking powerful. I'm going to keep playing for another two hours. Like, <laughs> that's what Borderlands is to me. And I love it. Just, just playing, and you get better gear, and it makes you want to play a little more, and you get better gear. It's like uh, Diablo is the same way. Just for everyone. You replace your weapons so fast and so often in Diablo. It's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I want to destroy some people now that I have this new weapon. And before you get tired of it, boom, new weapon. I'm glad that Keep this going. week, instead of listing off a whole bunch of websites that people definitely shouldn't go to, we're listing a bunch of games that people definitely should play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, universe is balanced as it should be. All things. Yeah. Um, All the small things. EA have been in the news again because their loot boxes are unethical and just, you know, in the UK they were not made illegal um, even though they are effectively gambling mechanics for children. Yeah, of course. Um, I think the biggest difference is that, like, what you get from 
winning, you can't then put back in. So like gambling, you get winnings, and then you can immediately put them back into gambling. But with loot boxes, mm-hmm. you get things. But still, like you are basically slot machining, is the truth. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're controversial at best. And there is a committee, I can't remember the name of them, in, in the UK Parliament that have said that, like, they do recommend age-restricting loot boxes. Yeah. Because, yeah, like... for sure. You know, 11-year-olds shouldn't be learning these things. Like, it has a very bad mental effect on them to, to get this rush out of... Well, gambling. It's a gambling thing. And yeah, and I'm, I'm also going to say, too, parents need to not be so reckless with having their credit card information in their child's game console. It's pretty strange. Don't do that. Yeah, that's pretty strange. God, don't do, you know do that. that like, there's there's, there's going to be parental controls with that anywhere. You're not just going to leave it. I don't know. I mean, older, older people just don't get it. They don't realize they can do that. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Let's buy this one little thing for you. What, that's $5 for a V-Bucks? Yeah, fine. $5. Make my kid happy. Whatever. And then it's in there. The card's in there cards in there dude my playstation got hacked years ago i remember i realized because i had very recently changed my password and it was no longer mm-hmm. working and then like yeah. i called them up and everything and just side note playstation support is actually pretty good sony sony support is actually pretty good um and i like told them like i changed my password like literally a couple of days ago and I read them my email address and everything, and they were like, are you sure about that? And I was like, yeah, and what they had done is, like, a bot is going in and just changing, like, certain things about your account, and it's pretty oh. clear what they're doing. And it was like, yeah, yeah, you've definitely hacked. And then when I finally got back into my account, I looked at what they did, and they, they told me they hadn't spent any money, but what they did do is just download a TV show, a whole se- oh. The whole every season of this one TV show, I was like, God damn it! I can't even be hacked properly. I think the TV show was called Powers, and it's not good. <laughs> this Rotten Tomato score is bad, and I was like, Wow! And I'm sure at the time my card was tied to my Sony account, and I don't do that anymore because I've learned. But they never used it, so everything turned out. But come on, <laughs> you're using yeah. my PlayStation account to watch a shit TV show like that. <laughs> There you go. I hear what a lot of people do when they, uh, uh, or when cards are stolen. You don't use them right away. You just you have it, mm-hmm. you save it. People aren't going to change their card numbers anytime soon. So you just kind of keep it around. You know, make a purchase a year later <laughs> when they're like, "What the fuck? Who got my information? I went to Subway. It was a Subway cashier that got me. Who the fuck did that?" So sucks. But yeah, no uh, I think we've still got a long way to go with making loot boxes just generally not a fucking thing like they were accused of being obtuse about information like sort of bending the truth about how much time people spend playing consoles and what their demographics are and you know that's not right and it's just muddying the waters so that a conclusion is just harder to reach so yeah I think um, my um, you know, like grade A model of using loot boxes correct, I think is is Overwatch. Overwatch does it perfectly. There are pr- plenty of opportunities for you to to get your own like little boxes of random items and skins and you know sprays and voice voice lines and those sorts of things um, just in the game. You know, hey, you know, play 
play quick play and play as a support, you'll get a, you'll get a loot box here. Go to arcade mode, win three of any game type. You get one. It takes a while. Might take you like an hour, but you get one. You get one for leveling up. So there's like you can get one every now and then, but you can purchase them as well. And none of them, um, and I guess it's a completely different problem that loot boxes um, sort of put on the table is it's not paid to win. It's all it's all cosmetic. That's that's not so much a thing when we're talking about kids gambling, but it's a plus. I mean, the I think Overwatch does very well. Is my point. The new Two K game, which I know isn't EA directly, is it? No, I don't think it is. It has a slot machine in it, like a literal slot machine. What? Yeah, I don't understand how it fits into basketball, but there you go. Okay. <laughs> I've uh, I don't know why, but I, you know what? I've never given any sports games in the past like ten years a try or a chance. I wonder, like, okay, so I know basically nothing about American football or soccer, English football, or <laughs> basketball or baseball. I know I know the very basics of them. I wonder if I bought one of these games, could could I learn the game as a video game without knowing without having this base knowledge of the real-world sport. I wonder how hard it would be for me to, like, pick up NBA 2K and, like, figure it out. I'm curious. It's... it's not Like FIFA or something. It's very strange, because they work completely mechanically different to how you or I perceive video games, and it takes a while to really get into there. Like, uh... I bet. Just the I tried the UFC game at my friend's house a little bit, and that was, like, kind of fun, but uh, it did feel, like, completely different to, like, a Tekken game or a Mortal Kombat game. It was, like... Yeah, that's, it, that's exactly what I mean. Like, it... The, the, the game feel is very strange and different, and not how you or I would make it. Hmm. Yeah. That's fun. That's interesting. It's just a completely different approach to the same medium, but for a completely different product for a different kind of person. It's Listen, interesting. sports games are just cash-ins that's what they are they're just they're i hear very few of them are actually like have good quality put into them yeah i hear the nba games are like pretty okay mm. i hear nothing but bad things about the fifa games mm. um i hear those are not great and like a lot of people play them a ton of people play them but i hear they're not great you know i don't you, know you've got the ufc water. games seemed good but they make them every um, year dude like that's the thing like yeah that's, that's and a problem it fucking the the sport hasn't changed <laughs> the only reason they do it is so that you can get their rolling roster of new famous people into them but i don't know if um your college professors university professors do this but at least in the u.s um we have a big problem where okay so already the tuition is like insane and then uh you know just to get in but um they have this like anti-buying books from previous years thing the the professors will there'll be a new edition of a science book that has the same shit as last year in it but the questions in the back are different or some shit so basically rendering the book useless because in the class it's like well turn in um uh you know answering the questions at the end of chapter two and turn them in well if you have last year's book you, you didn't answer any of the questions he asked you to answer so you have to spend another shitload wad of cash on this book is not different than the last year. It's the same thing with some minor differences. And suddenly the old one, which is essentially the same in quality and in information, is antiquated now. I feel like it's kind of the same way with these sports games. What's different about the sport? Nothing. 
But if you don't get the new one, you don't get to play multiplayer as with anyone anymore. All the people are playing the new one now. What are you going to do? Go into quick play with last year's game? What are you, a fucking loser? Get 2019. Yep, exactly. It um, sucks. No, sucks, is the answer. Black um, Ops 3, by the way, you can play and play zombies in Black Ops 3. There have been so many Call of Duty games after that, and it's still you can still play it. This is true. People are still playing it, and it's still fun. It's awesome. I haven't really looked... Uh, to answer your question, no. Like, university professors here are not like that. It is Figured. very much a... Um, Figured. A, Felt like a very American thing. Western thing, at least. Yeah. Uh, Capitalism. We're pretty much told, like, there's a new edition of this book, but the old one is just the same, and also there are, like, eight copies of it in the library. So... Mm-hmm. That's what we're yeah. like. And, you know, these books are still extortionately priced because they're educational materials. But the trick is... Well, you know is, professors do a lot in the US? They will make their own textbook, like, workbooks that are, like, with the shitty, cheaply put together, printed out papers with the plastic spine that you can, like, you know, like, curl through the holes. It's, like, barely holds the pages together. And they sell that in the bookstore. So the professor's, like raking in more cash on this book that he made or she made and you have to buy that's fucked up that's like extra okay. shitty that's fucked up yeah. that, that's like, yeah. i've never heard of that that's how fucked up that is it's fucking weird dude it's uh it's not super common i mean not every professor is gonna have time to write their own fucking book like that takes time but um i that probably happened to me three or four times in university before i graduated three or four different professors did that now so, we're pretty much maybe told. like one or so every year did that i mean at least you know i did a computer science and artificial intelligence bachelor's and then i did a computing and digital media master's at the same mm. place but just took a two-year gap to work um no never came across that uh usually information at least should be easily accessible and anything that you can't google you refer to the library or point it at but I became pretty, like, people knew that if they wanted a textbook and they couldn't afford it, that I would find a digital copy. And I was so good at finding a digital copy. And, like, word got around that, like, if you really wanted a book that you didn't want to buy, Neelash will find it for you. And I I just have this knack (laughs) of being able to use the internet better than other people and find weird, awkward, niche shit. You'd be amazed how far you can get. I mean, you wouldn't. You know this. But mm-hmm. one could be amazed how far you can get with learning some basic Google commands. Yeah. You know, limiting your, your search results to a specific website. You know, searching a very strategically picked string of characters from something to find a result. Like, you know, only pulling up directories like an index of like, you know, FTP well, files or something. There's you, know this, I mean? like, there's this whole you can do so much there's with this just whole some thing things about like, like well, firstly, if you really want to find a book the easiest way is book title, square bracket, PDF, square bracket. But also, exactly. I was yep. going to go on to say that, like, young people, as opposed to, like, seniors and, like, adults and stuff, we understand that Google is this, like, entity that you have to talk to very specifically to mm-hmm. be able to yield good results. And, like, yeah. like we, as younger generations understand that this is like a strange thing that you talk to and you have to talk to it in a very specific way and yeah. like older generations don't so they use different language to what we would use with google that's interesting you bring that up 
because this has like been sort of a recent realization. I haven't really thought about it too much because it's so innate and I've been doing it for so long in my life, like every day. But like, it takes practice. Like, I'm really good at searching things on the internet. I'm really good at them. Hmm. I, you know, song lyrics, anything, I can find them. I'm very, I'm, I'm just good at that shit. Oh, what was that? What was that old thing? Let me search this. Okay, let me put these search terms in. Well, let me put this word first because it's going to sort of base most of the results on this first word and then it's going to sort of modify it with the second word. These aren't things I've like Googled and learned about. These are things that I just kind of figured out from searching millions of things. And someone who is not used to that and I see what they type in to find things on Google, I'm like, this is not innate. This is like you have to practice. You have to like do this a bunch of times to figure it out because a lot of people are complete shit at searching things. I just like want to take the keyboard away from them sometimes when I watch people search, but I don't want to be that person, so I don't. I want to talk about Gears of War, but like every time we do it, we just end up talking about something else. But it's <laughs> just like, you know, it's solid. You know, it's not great, sure. but it is. It felt good in my hands when I played it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And this this yeah. new one, you play as Kate, which is the female part of the trio. It's mm-hmm. a white guy, a black guy, and a girl. <laughs> like... Like the three uh, pillars of society. Exactly. They're all here. Exactly. Everybody's here. And a brown man has no place in this three pillars. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, but it's, yeah, it's That's the gears of war. And it's a bit more yeah. open world. And apparently the biggest difference is, like, instead of coming across enemies spawning, instead of enemies spawning on you, you just mm-hmm. come across them and they're just chilling out and moving shit around and just... Just mm-hmm. for just hanging out yeah, in like the in wilderness. Yeah. Yeah, just hideous monsters with chainsaw guns just hanging out in the wilderness. Yeah, so, they just saw, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm picking a piece of... Okay. I guess that's what's under there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> Max just went in and out because my internet must be playing up. But, uh, yeah, Gears of War, looking forward to it. Uh, played a little bit of it. Tutorial's very frustrating and a bit... Uh, I don't know, what, what's the word? What's that word when you're like belittling someone, patronizing? It's it, the tutorial's mm. a bit patronizing, is the truth. Sure, sure. Look up. Like, I, I'm amazed at what what games don't let you just fucking figure out on your own that are so obvious. Yeah, mm. I think if if it's something really obvious, like jump or punch or shoot in a game, you need to just let people press buttons until it happens because that'll take five seconds mm. and you will have saved them. Looking at a tutorial, they will feel more accomplished because they figured it out themselves. Um, I think the first Mario game is a perfect example of this. There's a Goomba walking your way. Oh, fuck, what do I do? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll jump over it. Uh, fuck, what buttons jump? Up? No. B? No. A? A jumps. Cool. And, you, and then you do it. And it's like split second. Suddenly, if you land on the Goomba, you learn that you can jump on a Goomba and kill it. You learned which button was jump. You may have figured out from pressing B that that's sprint. It's like you just learn all this shit because of a situation being pr- put in front of you instead yeah. of, um, you know, a, a, a prompt telling you the button, which is not always bad, but overused. It's annoying, and I just will skip through them and miss important things because I'm annoyed <laughs> and want to not look at messages. I just don't want to look at it anymore. Here's so, a uh, neat nugget of information. I yes. actually play Mario with the button switched around. I sprint with the A button. And I use like the knuckle of my thumb to press B to jump. 
So I'm always I can see that. I'm always sprinting, and I just like sort of move my thumb ever so slightly to jump, and I play the entire of DS Mario like that. So now when I play a new Mario, I have to switch it because that's what I've learned to to do I this. I constantly sprint in Mario as well. I never let go yeah. sprint ever. There's no point. But how do you? Um, sometimes do you... I'll do it to to land a precision jump. I'll let go of sprint midair to sort of, yeah, you know lessen the insanity of their project trajectory maybe i don't even do that that often but i i prefer tip of my thumb is is sprint heel of my thumb is jump for sure and then rocket like this to jump but how do you hold the controller because that's like a diagonal so square would be sprint and x would be jump oh i see because i'm holding sprint right and then to jump i just Oh yeah, because you can use those other two buttons as another two set of buttons to do that. I see, I see, yeah. Yeah, that's how I do it. Okay. That's my preferred... That's essentially what you're doing with the original Nintendo controller, except the buttons are sideways, so you kind of hold... You hold it like this anyway, because it's a rectangle. So, you know, it's All not right. tilted like an X and a square where it's diagonal from each other, but... Same, well, yeah, same that's, point. That's the one that's, that's instance I where I play everything... I play that game in a non-conventional mm-hmm. fashion and other people find it strange about me but yeah I'm a, I'm a big proponent of playing games how you want if it allows you to switch buttons or, or whatever just doesn't matter doesn't give a fuck I think game developers are great they can make games but they don't always know the optimum keyboard layout they're 80% of games I like don't like most mm. of the settings how they yeah. are I don't oh, like them. His, his Rocket League, oh my god, the camera is atrocious. Grand Theft Auto V, the camera is atrocious when you're in a car. Um, yeah, I changed everything in Rocket League. Like, fucking everything. Like, wow. not, if, if you play on my profile, you're like, you're lost. It's, I changed everything. Here's a good thing. Yeah. Like, I think, like, we're sort of throwing Gears of War a little bit under the bus because, like, it's a bit generic and it is a bit like a second rate Uncharted, is what it mm-hmm. sort of looks and feels like. But when yeah. I when I opened it up, I did notice that they you can use the Xbox, the Microsoft the Microsoft accessibility controller, which is that large thing with the circles and things that you can plug in a million different buttons and switches. So someone who has accessibility problems, like a disability, can play this game, which is pretty cool. And kudos to yeah. them for bringing their new title to PC, like we've always wanted to. Yes. It's such a first world problem, isn't it? Like, ah, oh, this new game oh, it is, is it so is. accessible to me that I know how middling it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to reap the benefits because I can. Thing just is, put on a silver platter in front of my face. I will play it and I will enjoy it, even though Gears sure. of War 4's ending was pretty terrible. This is a trend. This is what I want to mention on the podcast. It's a trend to have games, story, like campaigns, and their ending is a different mechanic to everything that you've done in the before game. So, spoiler... I build up to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The spoiler is that in the end of Gears of War, you're actually fighting in a mech that is like a giant person which can take cover behind buildings. So and so it plays the same as a person, but it's a mech mm-hmm. and you can call in airstrikes by pressing shift. And you remember, I, con- I stopped playing it to finish my dissertation, then got back to it and forgot the key bind for that and I couldn't find it in the menu I had to google it and googling a key oh, bind for a very annoying. specific moment in the game is a terrible thing to do we we mentioned this in the last podcast but um well still yeah yeah um it's it's Damn. it's like bad game design to have this entire game where players learn things about how to play the game and then the last thing you do is present 
a completely different game. <laughs> it's 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 insanity, and like these reminds mechs, me of the show Lost. Same way it ended. Yep. Or um. You know, first you're surprised by the smoke monster. What is it? And then all of a sudden you're in a mech. How or Game of Thrones. Trees? How how basically the the last season was tonally, structurally, and like thematically just different to everything that came before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Lots of uh, Pepsi in the back. So what we've learned is that yeah. Game of Thrones is like the last level of a video game. Exactly. Of a disappointing video game. We've come to. Like I remember in uh, there's like a Halo game where the last thing you do. Actually, most Halo games, fucking most Halo games, end pretty terribly. Is the truth. I re- yeah, I- not all the stories are like. Not all of them I care about that much. But at the same time, they, Halo finds a way of, like, the campaign is fun. Mm. Fun enough where you play it through the whole thing. But if someone asks you, like, get, describe to me, like, what happened there, you just like, wouldn't be able to do it. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I just, like, remember. shot stuff, and it was so much, it was so much fun. Halo 2 campaign I thought was great, but I, I couldn't tell you the premise or the plot. I, I can't remember the difference between Halo 4 and 5. I just know one I of them. I never played this. One I stopped them, at three. Yeah, one of them has the actor from Luke Cage, who is um. Okay. I can't remember the dude's name, but the adversary. I think they were testing the waters as to whether or not they could bring the franchise to a different character, and no one really mm. fucking liked it. But yeah, I think video games and bad endings are like hand in hand. Yeah. I have something. Speaking of bad endings, how okay. long have we been going for? <laughs> Um, just over an hour. It's the truth. Okay. Okay. I have something. You thinking about wrapping it up? Is that is that your suggestion? I think so. Okay. This has been the Super Salty Podcast with me, Neil Ashtarari, and my co-host Max Wallace. And, and me. And and me. He's getting his guitar. And, no, I'm not. And me. Oh, it's a surprise. I got a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> You guys didn't expect that. The cable went out on me there. Um, that's the outro uh, theme song that we have to use every time. Uh, my name is Max Wallace. You can find me on Instagram at Thundersmell and Twitter at Thunder underscore Smell. What's your What's your deeds, my boy? My YouTube is Nino. My Instagram is Nino, and my Twitter is underscore Nino. That's all I have to say about that. Thanks okay. for watching, everyone. Much appreciated. Bye. Bad ending. <laughs> <laughs>